This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man who is swaying under the moonlight, this serious moonlight. Here is the captain. Thank you very much for Randy Macho Man Savage. It's good to be seen and good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Today, we are still drinking some Who'd Like to Hold My Clipboard Peach, brewed and canned by Hoof Hearted Brewing Company. This is a double IPA with peach puree, vanilla, and milk sugar. Three words, D, light, and full. That's delightful. Garage grade four and a quarter bottle caps. And here's a big cheers to our friends that helped us out this week. First up, cheers to Ashley in Rapid City, South Dakota. And cheers to not just another Emma but my Emma from Down Under. And cheers to Justin in Atlanta, Georgia. And a big we like your jib to Emily in Elroy, Wisconsin. And last but certainly not least, we have Amanda in New York and her big brother, District Attorney Tom, both longtime listeners. So cheers to you both. Yeah, B-W-E-R-U-N, beer run. If you'd like to support the show and get something in return, check out our website store page. We have new shirts coming in almost every week at truecrimegarage.com and that is enough of the business all right everybody gather around grab a chair grab a beer let's talk some true crime We have three individuals in custody, three being charged with murder, and the police are hoping that one of them will turn on the others and talk. Now, under questioning, Captain, Bryce Rhodes denied any knowledge of what had happened to Larry and Maurice. He did tell cops after talking to them for several hours 
quote, I need a lawyer, man, if you're going to keep all in my face. Now, Taylor, the other individual in custody, also initially refused to talk and tell detectives what he knew. So police are going to turn to this Anwan Carter, the youngest of the three, and he decides to help out, do the right thing. And he tells police exactly what happened to Maurice and Larry. Uh, Anwan said that on the night of May 21st leading into the 22nd, he and Bryce Rhodes and the two brothers and Ja'Cory Taylor were all hanging out at Bryce's Rhodes place. Now, remember, Captain, I said that it was important that Bryce Rhodes' mom said she was out of town when whatever went down went down. Right. Bryce, as successful and famous rapper guy that he claims to be in the neighborhood, lives at home with mommy, of course. Well, that's because he's spending too much money at the jewelry store. That's right. So Taylor and Maurice get into a fight at Bryce's place. This is what's being told to police, that Maurice pulled it out a knife. Bryce Rhodes hit Maurice and took the knife away. Then Anwan also maintained that Larry and Maurice had stolen some money from Bryce Rhodes. This, all these actions leading up to their murder. Now, I want to be perfectly clear here, Captain, because it's not clear to me how much of this is true. Right. That there was an altercation, that... These two boys stole from Bryce Rhodes. Well, also, there's a good make, chance that none of that's true. But also makes it seem like they pulled a knife and then Bryce took the knife away, therefore it being some kind of act of self-defense. Right. Right, because the rest of what Anwan would tell the police is basically what you mentioned on yesterday's show, that Bryce Rhodes, afraid that he's going to be implicated for murder by these two young bucks, that he decides the best way to get them not to talk is to shut them up permanently and kill them. Yeah, and he ties them up and puts a stocking cap over their face and, and stabs them to death. Yeah, and Anwan went on to tell police that he was in the passenger seat. And again, this is all because the, the two boys were witnesses to this Christopher Jones's murder, where Anwan says, I was in the passenger seat. Maurice, one of the young boys, was driving. And Bryce Rhodes and Larry, the other murder victim, were in the backseat of this car when this shooting went down. Bryce Rhodes, the one doing the shooting. So I do, I did find a summary of what Anwan told the police. This was in the Courier-Journal. And it reads, After a brief scuffle at his home on May 22nd, Bryce Rhodes tied up teenage brothers Larry Ordway and Maurice Gordon, put Ordway in a bathroom, and then made Gordon get on his knees and beg for forgiveness. Maurice was crying and stuff, and he was asking everybody to spare him. Bryce Rhodes then, according to Carter, put a stocking over Gordon's head, gagged him, and stabbed him in the chest several times. Then Carter said he, Bryce Rhodes, and Ja'Cory Taylor moved Maurice's body aside and brought Ordaway back into the living room and Bryce started stabbing him then at that time after being threatened by Bryce Rhodes Carter said that he also stabbed Gordon once and Taylor stabbed Larry Ordaway so we've seen this in other cases captain right where you have one guy that's a, a particular 
particularly evil monster. Bryce Rhodes comes up with this idea, this plan to kill these two kids that witnessed the murder. And not only is he going to force these other kids to help him kill these two, he's going to make them actively be a part of the murders. Here's the knife. It's your turn to stab them. Yeah, and this is a tough situation because even if Bryce leaves the room after the stab, the first stabbing takes place, what are you going to do? You're going to run away? You're going to run away? And uh, I mean, that's what makes the most sense, you'd think. Run away. Tell the police. Right. Right? But in that moment, you know, you, you could freeze. and And you might not be able to think logically about the steps that you would need to take to to have the cops get this evil bastard before he gets you. Well, and that's what you do. I mean, Bryce Rhodes, that's what, exactly what he did. He's like, you know what? I'm going to make them, not only were they involved in the homicides, but in this situation, I'm going to make them actively stab one of the victims. So now I don't have to worry about them going out and telling other people because right. they were actively part of the murders. They're not going to go and seek out police and tell them about me because they know that they're just as guilty as I am because they took the action with the knife to stab these victims. Yeah, so now not only are they afraid of you, but they're afraid of the consequences even if they go to the police. So not only did detectives learn about the murders of these two boys from Anwan Carter, and some of the information about the Christopher Jones murder, but they learned something that's really interesting in the Christopher Jones murder. And this is one of the, I mean, there's a lot of bad parts to this story, but this is one of the worst parts. Anwan tells the cops that the whole Christopher Jones murder was a mistake. That Bryce Rhodes, the genius that he is, and please hear the sarcasm in my voice, people. Bryce Rhodes, moron, mistook Christopher Jones for a man that was wanted to be killed who had a price on his head. Right. So in all of this, Christopher Jones is just some innocent dude who happens to look like somebody that Bryce Rhodes thought he was going to get paid to kill. Yeah. And I don't want anybody get to, to get confused here and think that, oh, Bryce Rhodes is some kind of hitman that that some gang or whomever desired to hire to pay to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not even that level of sophistication. From my understanding, it's simply a gang put a price on some dude's head and anybody that wanted to kill that guy could collect. Well, Bryce Rhodes decides he's going to be that guy, but he's too damn dumb to do it and accidentally kills the wrong dude <laughs> in the process. Probably still try to collect the money. Hey, well, I, st- I still kill. I-, I killed a dude that looked like the dude. Close enough. Shouldn't I get paid something? So the other thing, too, and this is an interesting part to the story. I don't know how much of this I believe here, Captain, but Anwan also told police that uh, Bryce Rhodes had told him that he had killed multiple other people, not just the three victims we've already discussed. Oh, I'd believe it. He says that Bryce Rhodes talked about killing about five people, but I couldn't find anywhere where names were given to these other potential victims. It could be a situation where Anwan does not know any names, that it was, it could be real or it could be what I suspect is just another thing that Bryce Rhodes probably lied about to the people that he knew best to, to create an image of himself that is just not 
not true. Right, or a, a scare tactic. Like, yeah. man, I've killed more people than this. You think I'm afraid to kill you? And then through all of this, police ended up rounding up another individual. This is a 19-year-old Tyron Coleman, who was charged with two counts of murder, two counts of abuse of a corpse, and one count of tampering with physical evidence in relation to the three murders that we've already discussed. So obviously it didn't take investigators long to bring formal charges against Bryce Rhodes after he was named by the victim's mother. And then the confession by Anwan Carter, when he told police exactly what happened, they ended up searching the apartment that Bryce Rhodes shared with his mother Detectives noted immediately that the apartment had been thoroughly cleaned with bleach, but they were still able to detect blood evidence inside the apartment. They also impounded and searched his vehicle, which revealed plenty of evidence as well. Bryce Rhodes was charged with two counts of murder and evidence tampering. This case would be a lot more difficult if it was just he said, he said, right? But it's not. I mean, we have one. We have a bunch of eyewitnesses. So we have multiple people pointing the finger at Bryce. But on top of that, we actually have evidence. Mm -hmm. We have evidence that backs up these eyewitnesses' stories. And especially the younger ones, you, you would think, and I'm glad that they came forward and did the right thing because I don't think they were put in the best situation. I don't think they put themselves in the best situation but they still have a a possibility of turning things around and making something right with their life after this horrible incident. I agree, but to say they came forward gives them far too much credit. This is they they were tracked down and forced into Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. backed into a corner and then started singing. Now, what's interesting here though, Captain, is we are currently sitting in a situation Look, we're we're recording this in May, probably won't come out till June. We're actually recording this almost five years to the day that these two young men were murdered. And a trial has been set for Bryce Rhodes for the month of May of this year, 2021. And you go, holy crap, that's five years later. And this is a pretty quick investigation to lead to an arrest. Yeah. Well, Bryce Rhodes has made all kinds of problems of the court proceedings and trying to convict him of three murders. Now in the years that it, since then, since the arrest, there's been plenty of court dates and court hearings. So we have a great idea as we sit here today and discuss the case captain of what police believe happened and the evidence that they have to back it up because this thing's been in trial for quite some time. Now they did take off about a year during the whole COVID thing, but it shouldn't be long for this guy to, to get a conviction, I hope. And let, let's go through some of the stuff that we learned throughout the court proceedings. So this is all based off of testimony that came from the Louisville Metro Police Department. Their testimony during the court proceedings with these four individuals that they're going to charge because we have Bryce Rhodes and we have his three accomplices. So they state that Bryce Rhodes, Carter and Taylor were the last three to see Maurice and Larry alive. The mother was able to tell the cops that her boys left with those three on that night, on the night that they were killed. Somehow Maurice and Larry were lured out of their homes and 
According to the witnesses, Bryce Rhodes had already at this point decided that he was going to kill the two boys to cover up killing Christopher Jones. Mm -hmm. Rhodes took the boys to his apartment that he shared with his mother. He and the accomplices stabbed the brothers to death before putting their bodies into a vehicle and driving them to an abandoned house in the West End. The boys were dumped in a backyard and whomever tried to set the bodies on fire to, you know, to further hide the bodies or at least maybe hide the evidence, you hide the evidence and make sure that they couldn't be identified. Possibly a witness saw someone trying to start a fire. So we have an additional witness here, but it was too dark for the witness to be able to ID the person who was trying to start the fire. Investigators found blood and physical evidence inside of Bryce Rhodes apartment and vehicle an eyewitness saw someone resembling Bryce Rhodes. He's look him up. He's on YouTube. He's all over the internet, and he's one ugly dude. He's um, shitty looking. Yeah, you you would. He, he's you could pick him out of a lineup. He doesn't look. You know, he's he's a unique ugly guy. Let's say so. This eyewitness saw someone resembling Bryce Rhodes, according to their testimony, standing at a dumpster engulfed in flames on May twenty second. A witness reported a license plate that matched Bryce Rhodes' vehicle near the dumpster. Inside this dumpster were the burned remains of blood and trace evidence, shoes, and clothing. These items had been submitted for testing, but were believed to be clothing and other items that belonged to Maurice and Larry, our victims. One of the things found was a piece of a blanket. This is a very big piece of evidence because we can say, with this eyewitness's testimony, and another witness giving the license plate of Bryce Rhodes. Okay, Rhodes, if you weren't connected to this murder, what were you doing at that dumpster where we found all this evidence? The key thing here is this piece of blanket, because this piece of blanket matched the same blanket that was found with the boys' bodies. Whoever put them in that blanket, tried to burn them at that abandoned uh, lot, a piece of that blanket made its way to the dumpster where other evidence was burned and, and discarded of. Rhodes' car was found to be missing its back seat. A similar back seat that one would expect to find in his vehicle was found at the site of the dumpster fire. So obviously there's blood evidence on this back seat. He wants to get rid of it. He rips it out, sets it on fire, puts it in the dumpster. Look, this guy can't do anything right. I mean, he can't. No, he's not a sophisticated criminal. I mean, no, he can't. He kills the wrong guy when he's trying to do a hit job. Then he kills these two brothers, and he, then he tries to discard of them and any evidence, and he can't do that correctly either. I mean, he can't rap correctly. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. His tattoos look like shit. I mean, it looks like literally his tattoos, like especially when his shirt's off, it looks like he had uh, children just draw all over him. It's really bad tattoos. Throughout this, we're going to go into some more of Bryce's actions since he's been arrested and, and brought to trial. But And we'll play some clips throughout this. But here's what Bryce Rhodes has been up to. And I think, pay attention, residents of the great state of Kentucky, because this has been at your expense. That's right. This all on the taxpayers in Kentucky, on your dime. In June of 2016, Bryce Rhodes' court-appointed attorney, Brandon McLeod, told Rhodes he would have to withdraw from representing him. 
as he was friends with the victim's grandfather, and it would present a conflict of interest. Okay, this is normal stuff. This is stuff that we have seen before. So the attorney tells the judge that when he tells this to Bryce Rhodes, Bryce Rhodes decides to spit on him. They put him in like a Hannibal Lecter mask, which that became very popular. I I know that I've seen that picture of Bryce in the Hannibal Lecter mask many times and, and didn't know much about the case. Yeah, so Bryce Rhodes is spitting on his own attorney who's saying, hey, I have to withdraw because there's a conflict of interest. And good for the attorney because if, let's say, this is, this again, Bryce is too dumb to realize this. Let's say that this attorney would have got, you know, presented a case to where Bryce was found innocent. Well, then later they would be able to go, wait a second, there was a problem with the trial. Right. We could charge this dude with something else or charge him with the same charges and try him again because of the, the issue with the trial. Listen to this. Not only does he spit on this guy when he says, hey, I'm going to have to back out, but he says to the attorney, you're a coward and I will see you when I get out. Yeah. Now, the attorney could, Sounds like a per K- Kentucky law, file assault charges against Bryce Rhodes, but he being the bigger man, being the bigger person, decided that he did not want to do that. But I no think offense. What, I think the bigger person should file charges because just keep stacking charges against this pile of shit because you never want to see this guy see the light of day. Then in August 31st of the same year, Bryce Rhodes attacked a fellow inmate threatening to kill him. And the words that were heard by all was Bryce Rhodes saying, kill him like he did the others. Right. Then in September of the same year, Rhodes spit on another inmate. So he's not even making friends inside the uh, the jail there. And then you pointed out, of course, he was supposed to wear or made to wear the spit mask and was brought into court at one of the proceedings in a restraint chair. Yeah. Now, doesn't he have a, another charge against him for threatening a, a judge? Yes. Okay. So he threatened a, a judge. And this is, I have his exact words here. He says to the judge, what, you don't think that we can't find out where you live at? I don't give a bleep. You got family. I'll be out. So threatening the judge and f- threatening the judge's family. Yeah, and <laughs> I just have to bring it up because his his beard drives me insane. It's almost like he shaved off all his pubic hair and glued it to his face. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the, I mean, the guy can't even grow a beard correctly. I mean, he's he's pathetic. And the the judge he was threatening was a, a female judge. And if you get a chance to watch that clip, it's pretty hilarious because she just basically steamrolls him and goes, get out of my court. Gives him the what for and straightens him out real quick. No, she just he started talking and threatening. And she's like, OK, you're you're done here. We're not going to mm-hmm. give you any more of any more time to just sit there and 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 talk nonsense and and what sucks about this whole case is because this guy is so arrogant this guy is so ignorant that it's 5 years i mean you have a right to a speedy trial well what about the victims families they have a right to a speedy trial as well right and this son of a bitch 
just keeps delaying. Then he's delaying the the inevitable. Mm-hmm. And as much as he's going to say, "Well, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out." You just watch. It's like you, you ain't going nowhere. And he's and I think he got beat up one time in prison. So I, I hope he. Just, I'm surprised he hasn't got beat up more because he's threatening other inmates, spitting on other inmates. I also have a situation here where Bryce Rhodes got in trouble for throwing urine on a corrections officer. And then in January of 2017, Bryce Rhodes tried to escape from the county jail by digging his way out. Mm. But the corrections officers noticed a fresh hole under some cinder blocks in his cell. He's also been going to... Well, and his his fat ass is going to have to dig a pretty big hole. Well, and at some point, too, Captain, he's also threatening the people that may testify against him. Okay? He was caught sending notes to Ja'Cory Taylor in 2017 while they're both at Metro Corrections. And on there, he's saying, rats get exposed. Show me that you're my blank and you're not a rat. It will then... So he he's threatening this guy. Yeah. Do the right thing, buddy, and don't rat me out, and you won't get hurt. You won't get killed. Rats get exposed. So what we're seeing here, Captain, is this dude is a problem. Even behind bars, he's a freaking problem. Yeah, and a, again, I'll repeat, a problem for the victims' families. In March of 2019, there were more charges thrown at Bryce Rhodes for terroristic threatening and wanton endangerment. This is because Bryce Rhodes told a corrections officer that he was going to shank him in the face and that he and his family would die. And it goes on and on and on. And we again, we do have some clips that we can play so you can hear it for yourself. But the, if you want to really get this down to its core and what the big problem has been is we got Bryce Rhodes who's trying to manipulate the system. He's trying to play the system. And he's saying things like, well, we, we need a change of venue. And then he's firing attorney after firing attorney. He spit on one of his own attorneys. He's threatening judges during the court proceedings. He's blowing kisses at the victim's family in the courtroom. He's doing everything he can to delay the actual murder trial against him. Why? Well, he's an asshole, number one. But two, I believe it's largely in part because they are charging him. They want to give this guy the death penalty. And in Kentucky, they don't take too long to kill those who get sentenced to death. There was a, they're just taking a long time. They just can't get through the trial. They can't get to the actual trial because he keeps manipulating the system. He's playing the system. Yeah. Well, right before this beer break, let's, let's take a listen to one of these clips from Bryce Rhodes acting out in, in the courtroom. Your job is to do your job, not to worry about me. That's what I'm saying. Well, I worry about me. You worry about your self. That's Bryce Rhodes talking to Judge Charles Cunningham. Rhodes is accused of shooting Christopher Jones, then stabbing to death two witnesses, 14-year-old Larry Ordway and 16-year-old Maurice Gordon. Rhodes has already been through two attorneys and is now asking for his third one to be removed. I'll just ask you, why do you keep refusing to get this man off my case when we keep having problems? Do you have something personal against me to where you don't want to move him? No, sir. I have something personal against 
not provide new effective assistance of counsel. Judge Cunningham says he has already called the state public defender's office. They have struggled to find someone who could represent you and that basically Mr. Griffiths is what they've got. Rhodes once had to wear a face mask because he spit on an attorney. I write the bar social and the ACLU, you know, I write them, you know, I see what's going on, you know. Fair enough. Let's get us a date to come back. No. We're going to find out, though. We're going to find out real quick. Promise it. The exchange angered the grandmother of Ordway and Gordon, who were brothers. This is going on for four years, and, and, and nothing's been done. She later apologized. The judge, is, he's, he, he, like he said, he wants everything dotted. He wants to do it the right, everything's done the right way regardless of what Mr. Bryce Rose is saying in there. But she remains frustrated. He's just playing the system. He's playing them. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners, get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get 
their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need to pack a lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. And it's my right to speak what I need to speak on. I don't know if y'all got some type of sexual relationship going on or what y'all got going on, but I'm definitely going to speak my mind. Now I'm talking about you and a prosecutor over us, sir. You denied all my motions. Every motion I filed, you didn't deny it. I'm pretty sure I've denied the best. Every motion I filed. Are you some type of racist? Are you, are you got some type of sexual relationship going on? Which one is it? Or are you just wrong in everything huh? that you've made huh? motions for? Are you a secret Ku Klux Klan member? <laughs> no, sir, I'm Is that not. what you really are? No. Okay. I'm not. But like I said, the higher courts, they'll deal with it. Bryce Rhodes might be one of the most annoying criminals that we've ever had, murderers that we've ever had on this show. Oh, you guys have some kind of sexual relation? Huh? <laughs> like his little huh and his little laugh after everything he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a secret Ku Klux Klan member? Ha, 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 ha. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, and people out there in listener land, if you get some time, if you're pretending to work and the boss isn't looking, look up some pictures of the courtroom proceedings regarding Bryce Rhodes. 
and just look at the look on the face of the man and the other public defenders who have been forced to work with this guy over the years. The the look on their face is always like, you're kidding me. I got assigned to defend this guy. Right. This is my life. This is this is the job that they gave me. Yeah, there well in the one clip when he blows kisses to the victim's mother or family member, she calls out. Court obviously says, "Ma'am, you can't do that." Well, you see his attorney lean over and say something to him, and then he starts brushing his shoulder like, "Whatever yeah. you're going to say to me doesn't matter to me." Again, at some point, we need to come up with some new laws. If this guy is going to be such erratic idiot. You don't have the right to a lawyer is what they should say. He wants to fire all his lawyers. Okay, good luck with that. And every time there's an outburst in court and every time that he's delaying it, there should be a charge, another charge. My issue with Kentucky going after the death penalty, we obviously can tell from the last five years that this idiot cannot even stand a regular trial. And if you go after the death penalty, you are going to give this guy so many more opportunities to present his case and appeals. And he's going to waste so much of the system's time, effort, money. I don't know if I would go after the death penalty here because I wouldn't want to give this guy more opportunities to waste more money and more time when we know if we get him on three murder charges, he's spending the rest of his life in jail. I wouldn't be surprised in the next 10 years. If we go, that guy was beat to death in prison. Yeah. I can certainly see with what you're saying and, and agree with most of it. I just don't want to find ourselves in a situation where we're going, okay, the consequences are less severe because the guy's a jerk. We we already know that the guy's a jerk. That's he's on trial for, for multiple uh, murders here, and I'm sure anyone can understand this next piece that we have here because giving into the impulses and hearing about this pos Bryce Rhodes and his courtroom behavior at the pre-trial hearing, Marie Wren. Now I do want to point out that. In different articles, the boy's mother it has a different name from time to time. Sometimes it's Elizabeth. Sometimes it's Marie. I had to pick one. That's what I went with. But the mother of the two murder victims, she lost it. She finally lost it. She lunged at Bryce Rhodes, and she had to be forcibly dragged from the courtroom, and she's yelling, lock me up, lock me up. Why don't you let me at him? He's sick. And afterwards, you know, she once she had a chance to calm down, she told the news reporter, she said, I, I flipped out. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't take it anymore. He's a demon. This guy kills kids. And she says, you know, you go to church and you try to pray and you try to forgive, but the anger builds up. And then this guy's in there behaving like a jerk. And this guy doesn't deserve any forgiveness. And on top of that, what we've seen in five years is he can't handle himself at the trial. And, and yes, you're saying, well, the consequence will be a little less. I don't think so. Because I think being beat to death in jail would be way worse than being put to death by the state. That's why I'd, I would bet so much money on this. Because what is he doing? He's spitting on guards. 
he's throwing urine on guards. They're partly there to make sure you don't get out to harm society. That's part of the reason they're there. The other reason they're there is to protect you against the other inmates. So, look, if I'm a prison guard and you're throwing urine at me and you're spitting at me and calling me names and stuff, at some point, when are one of those guards going to look the other way? One of those guards are going to be told by another inmate, hey, we want to get to him. And they're going to let them get to him to teach him a lesson. Well, and I don't know the circumstances of of some of the information that I'm about to throw out here, but uh, one thing that that I, when I watch this guy, when I get built up with anger, I have to remind myself that the most recent person executed by the state of Kentucky, Marco Chapman, was executed in November of 2008 for murders that he committed in August of 2002. So six years and a couple months, and they killed the guy. I again, I don't know the circumstances or the everything that went on with his court proceedings and things like that, but it didn't right. take very long. Some of these states, it's 20, 25, 30 years. Meanwhile, while this dude is acting up and being a jerk in the courtroom, what about the other three arrested with Bryce Rhodes and charged with Bryce Rhodes, the co-conspirators? Right. Well, they all ended up pleading guilty and took some deals, and we'll go through that a little bit here. So first we had Anwan Carter who entered a guilty plea in November of 2016 for the murders of Larry Maurice and Christopher Jones. And remember he's under age at the time captain. So he was going to serve time in a juvenile facility until he turned 18. And then he would be, the case would be reevaluated. And what they ended up doing with him, we got an update on him just a few days ago. After he turned 18, his defense comes out and says, all right, well, he served his time as an inmate at the Kentucky Department of Juvenile Justice Facilities. We want to get probation for him. Well, the judge wasn't having any of that. And so now he's been moved to an adult facility to serve out the rest of his time. A Tyron Coleman pled guilty to charges of facilitation of murder for the deaths of Maurice and Larry, as well as tampering with evidence in two counts of abuse of a corpse. It is believed that this latter charge relates to him, Coleman, helping move the two boys' bodies to the backyard in that neighborhood where they were found. Right, into the abandoned lot, yeah. Yeah, so he pled guilty. He was not required to testify against any of the other co-defendants as part of his plea agreement but he is getting 10 years in prison and then 15 years of supervised probation afterward. Ja'Cory Taylor, he also pled guilty, this to three counts of facilitation of murder and tampering with evidence. He accepted the prosecution's offer for either 10 years in prison or 20 years of probation with the decision to be left up to the sentencing judge. This will be Judge Cunningham. At the sentencing hearing in March of 2018, Taylor's defense attorney tried to argue for leniency for Ja'Cory because he was only 17 at the time and pointing out that Bryce Rhodes knew that, you know, this kid's 17, he doesn't have a father, and that Bryce Rhodes preyed upon other teenagers and Ja'Cory's vulnerabilities specifically. Now, whether or not this is true, this didn't sway the judge 
in any way because he ended up giving Ja'Cory Taylor 10 years behind bars. But like we said before, or like you said, because um, I kind of misspoke, the deals probably would have been different if they didn't have to come get you. If any of these individuals would have came forward before the cops were rounding them up, maybe there would have been the outcome would have been a little different for one of the minors. Yeah, and I think that's the the court's decision reflects that, right? The court's decision is we are what's been recommended to us to your your consequence, your penalty, your punishment. What's been recommended to us, that's what we're doing because you didn't come forward. Right. You didn't you weren't the break in the case. We had to come and get you. We had to investigate. We had to find out who did this and it was only when you once you were backed into a corner that you decided to talk and tell us some of the information that we needed to know. And mind you, only one of them was the first one to do so. It's not like they all started singing at the same time. Right. It was one of them and then they're like, "Okay, well we got this information. Now the others start to open up and then plead guilty." Marie Wren said that Jacory Taylor had lived with her and her family for a while. And so she thinks that he was probably instrumental in the ruse of picking these boys up and getting them to go out and hang out with Bryce Rhodes, a man who by that time they were frightened of, they were afraid of. You also hear in one of the clips of Bryce Rhodes being interrogated saying that he, he dated the boy's mother at one point. I don't, I don't know if there's actually any evidence to back up that claim. Yeah, I don't know. The only claim of that or any piece that I've seen of that is him stating that in that one clip. He doesn't strike me as the most truthful guy in the world, so I'm I'm choosing not to believe Mr. Bryce Rhodes there. But you have a 14 and a 16-year-old. Let's go back to that one. Know where your kids are. Know who they're hanging out with. And these pictures, whether or not those guns are real, or fake by taking those pictures and with your kids, you're basically given a stamp of approval that this is okay. And that leads these young kids to hang out with this monster. And look, maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy, but 25 year olds never come in to pick up my 14 year old, 25 year olds never come in to pick up my 16 year old. If I, if, if it's not a family member, I, I don't want, I wouldn't want my teenagers around that. They don't need to be hanging out with somebody of that, that age, unless it was some kind of mentor or some kind of coach or some kind of positive influence in their life, but not just some random. Well, not only that, Bryce Rhodes is a bad guy and it's not a situation where all of a sudden the world got clued in that Bryce Rhodes was a bad guy once he was arrested. No, this guy was a bad guy for a long period of time and everybody around him knew he was a bad guy. And mom knew that her boys were hanging out with this grown man who is a terrible human being. So and if, if people want to email and call me names and say that I'm a victim blaming, that's fine. You can call it whatever you want to call it. I see a situation where these kids were not getting the, they were not being raised properly and they were not getting a support system that they, that they should have got it regardless of if these guns are real or not. Like you said, captain, and like I'm about to say now, it just, it's, it's not, 
it's no good, right? It's 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 a bad situation. But on top of that, your teenage kids, fourteen year old. That's that's the main thing. Your fourteen year old doesn't come home on Saturday, and then you're you're told about what happened to him on Tuesday. Where's the call to police? Where's the call to police to say where where are my kids at? Yeah. And this and this is who they left with. And I know they got that information on Tuesday, but they could have got that information Sunday morning or Saturday night. Again, 14-year-old, 16-year-old doesn't come home Saturday night. I'm putting a call in. But again, I make no bones about this. It's hard raising kids, especially if you're a single parent, and the blame doesn't just go there. The blame has to go on to these these two kids' fathers that obviously weren't in the picture enough to be protecting and helping to raise these young men. Well, yeah, and I I want to be clear here. I'm not blaming I'm not blaming the outcome on Marie or these negligent fathers. These non you know the these, no 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 the the the, the, the blame is Bryce Rhodes right, right. and these these jerks that that helped him do what they were doing and. It's it, it's a it's an all around bad situation, and I also want to be clear on something too. If you think that we're piling it on on Marie or Elizabeth, whatever name it is that we should be calling her, I apologize. But if you go onto other websites and uh, and other social media outlets, this is very tame compared to what people have come at her with, and they've come at her hard with with shots fired. And really, I I sit here, and when we went into this case, Captain, I went into this case, and I was very angry and upset with her as well in the beginning. And now as I sit in this chair and we report on this case to you, I sit here today wanting to seek out this woman and hug her and and apologize to her for for what has happened to her children. And I just, I want to embrace her, and I know that this is ruined her life regardless of if i agree with what was going on before or not she didn't deserve any of this her family didn't deserve any of this and i hope that they 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 bring the hammer when they come after bryce Rhodes and give him the the worst possible punishment that they they possibly can and i know i'm going to use some of her own words here you know she told one of the judges at one of these plea deals with one of these co-conspirators she says look it's not fair I'm losing two children at the same time. 10 years is not enough for this guy, whether he talked or not, you know, and she says the justice system needs to be changed, not just for my kids, but for everyone. And she has been out there and and saying, you know, I believe that all of them should be getting life without the possibility of parole. These are, these are persons that were involved in, and and not just involved. I, I think that that, that really is dumbing it down. They actively helped to kill three people. No, I agree, but I think part of our show is to highlight a case and some missteps. And if you're a parent and your 14 and 16-year-old doesn't show up when they went out on a Saturday night, call police immediately. Tell police immediately who they went with. If your kids are pretending to be gangsters or pretending to be a part of negative things in society, don't put your stamp of approval on it. Tell them that that is wrong. 
if your kids are hanging out with people 10 years older than they are, maybe put it into that. Unless it's, like I said, a coach or a mentor or somebody that, that you believe is a positive influence. If you think this guy's a pile of shit, don't let your kids go hang out with them. And that's all I'm saying is, is I think it's okay to point out some missteps here. There's really nothing more, not a lot more that can be said about Bryce Rhodes and the blight that he has put on society and the courts. So I'll let the boy's grandmother speak for me. During a hearing, the grandmother had an outburst at the courtroom as Bryce Rhodes was being led away after yet another one of his delays. And she says, this is going on four years, she shouted at the judge. I'm their grandmother, and this is going on for four years. The judge, this is Judge Cunningham, took the time to talk to the grandmother and explain that he is being especially careful to follow protocols and protect Bryce Rhodes' rights so the case can withstand being thrown out on appeal. It is, after all, a death penalty case. The grandmother apologized after the meeting with the judge, the prosecutor, and the victim's advocate, saying the judge, like he said, he wants everything dotted. He wants everything done the right way, regardless of what Mr. Bryce Rhodes is saying in there. But their grandmother voiced continued frustration at the process and what she sees as rewarding Rhodes schemes to delay and cause problems and said, quote, my grandchildren didn't have a chance. Everything he's saying in there, thinking he's so smart, this has got to stop. He's just playing the system. He's just playing them. If you're looking for an old episode of True Crime Garage, they're available everywhere on Spotify, on the Stitcher app, on the Apple Podcast app, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find our old episodes. But for our bonus show, Off the Record, that's exclusively on Stitcher Premium. So check that out. Or you could go to our website and click on the link there. Colonel, do we have any recommended reading this week? This week, I am very excited to be recommending The Son of Sam and Me, The Truth About Why I Wasn't Shot by David Berkowitz by Son of Sam victim Carl DeNaro and longtime friend of the show and prolific true crime writer Brian Whitney. In The Son of Sam and Me, shooting victim Carl DeNaro reveals his search for the truth and his shocking conclusion regarding the identity of of the real shooter. Check out The Son of Sam and Me by Carl DeNaro and Brian Whitney. You can find that great title and many more on our recommended page at truecrimegarage.com. And until next week, be good, be kind, and don't live. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, 
Eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.